Two important questions have to be answered. The first, what are we teaching? The second, how effectively are we teaching it? In this critical conversation, we're going to talk about curriculum. Welcome to Alpellets, Tips for Ag Teachers podcast. We share research-based tips and tackle the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. The Alpellets crew is Kate Shoulders from the University of Arkansas, Marshall Baker from North Carolina State University, Mike Ritalik from Iowa State University, and Brian Myers from the University of Florida. We are your agricultural education resource across the web. Welcome back to Owl Pellets and Critical Conversations. So today we're going to talk about curriculum. In a recent report, um, it, was, it was shared that the research is, is abundantly clear that access to high-quality, well-designed curriculum improves student performance. No questions asked, right? So we all know that curriculum increases student performance. But the report goes on to share some major problems that we have with curriculum. So here they are. Listeners, here we go. Problems with curriculum. Yes, these are... Whose problems are these? Are these teacher complaints? John Safier of Research for Better Teaching says that teachers face a number of circumstances that relate to curriculum when they reach the classroom. Okay. So when teachers reach the classroom, their research found... These are the eight things that they face around curriculum. All right. Lay them on. And I'm sure none of these apply to us as ag teachers, right? <laughs> exactly. No. We're... My curriculum was always on a sticky note and ready <laughs> to go. <laughs> it's got curve. Easy access. I don't know what yeah. you all are talking about. I had like a full Leslie Note binder of all my curriculum. Liar. I promise. I wouldn't look at it now. You're that teacher. I was. At the staff meeting, they're all like, eye roll, eye roll. Tons of eye rolls, yeah. And I was like, but my binder? And they're like, nope. (laughs) Get out of here with your binder. So what are the problems? I'm going to tell you if this is a problem for me since I was, this was where, this was my jam. Love it. So everyone listening, you can self-evaluate. Here we go. The eight major um, challenges teachers face with curriculum. Number one. Oh, but that's so loud with that microphone. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't one. Dun, da, da, dun. So the first problem is yeah. there is no curriculum. What's, Ag Ed, go. Did Oklahoma have one? Yeah. Not going to ask. Okay. <laughs> I, okay, so Oklahoma has CIMC. And like, if we're just being honest, it just becomes what you do when you're at a cattle show and your kids are left behind and you go grab that book and do some of it. Okay, but like, do you have like state recommended standards Ooh. where you're like, this is what students should know when they leave this class or this pathway? I mean, I'm so sorry for if this makes anyone mad, but the truth of the matter is, the State Department created curriculum called CIMC. Oh, okay, so it is. And then they wrote the curriculum, and then we had the question like, what are the objectives? And they would say, oh, it's like AFNR. We're like, well, no, tell me specifically which ones. Well, they would kind of align some AFNR. So then they went back to the textbooks that they had created, and they took the objectives from the textbooks and made those the objectives of the course. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a way to do it. So, you know, so that's that big first question. Right. There, is there are states, though, there are states and schools that have no curriculum where the teacher's sure. like, uh, right. I'll just steal from another state mm-hmm. or make it up every day. 
Or are they have, or they just have like for Florida, we just have frameworks. They they had the standards, but there is no curriculum. There's no state yeah. curriculum to support any of those. Either the things you're supposed to do, go do See, it. See, that's my favorite though. Teachers are skilled. That's how it should be. Here are your lines. Mm-hmm. You go. You know how to teach your students best. That's, that's not. That's yeah, but like. that's not what the research says. Right. The research says. Teachers should be trained in the skills and behaviors of pedagogy, of teaching. And you've got to provide teachers high-quality curriculum with delivery strategies and engaging activities and assessment opportunities. It's not that the teachers can't do it. It's that we are asking teachers to prep six courses a day and then work lunch and then work the bus stop and then go to the speech contest and we, we don't give them the three hours a day they need to be curriculum developers. So the research would say that high-quality curriculum that's in your hand mm-hmm. impacts has a significant impact on student performance. And throughout the course of the year, they spend all their time focusing on the what. So they're trying to prep and prepare curriculum for the next day, and yeah. they never get the time to think about their teaching and what's the best instructional strategies, what's the best assessment strategies, uh, and ways to check for understanding because they're too busy trying to find the content every day. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it was interesting because as, you know, as a principal watching how math teachers approached their job and different and how they're trained and how that was different than the ag teachers, mm-hmm. the math teachers were really trained to say, yeah, I'm ready to get going. Uh, could you please give us our curriculum? Like, where's the calendar? Uh, Where's the program? Where is the uploaded standards that fit into the scope and sequence, you know? And the ag teachers would say, well, I got to go start writing some lesson plans. You know, it was a different mentality. And I think we might have done a disfavor of having too much emphasis on, you know, think of how much of your teacher preparation program is learning to write a lesson plan. You know, like, that's a big deal. Yeah. Like, have we done a disservice by not pulling our resources and having those created where a teacher can, you know, hang out and not and that, have to do That's that. a tough paradigm because I think a lot of our cooperating teachers that are working with our student teachers, it's a badge of honor. You need to write all of these lesson plans. Yeah. yeah. Because I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And think of how good you could be. Like, I knew enough ag to be dangerous. But to write the lesson plan. No, if, if somebody came in and provided just a home run curriculum that had some good teacher notes and good information about the ag content that I was going to teach, I could really step into the classroom confidently. I had enough knowledge to use it, but I did always need those, you know, that backup. Let's go ahead. Well, I think, I think that's part of the two. I mean, we, we talk with teachers and they really go what you were saying there, Kate. Some people say, I don't want a curriculum because I don't want somebody telling me what I'm going to be doing. And, and, I, and I think that if you go back and you look when, when case, the case curriculum first came out, that was a very that was a culture shift and somewhat of a culture shock for some folks when they saw that because that package came with a pacing guide or a, a, you know a curriculum calendar and you know had a lot of teachers that would say well that thing says on day seventy four you're teaching this particular thing I don't know what's going to happen on day seventy four and you hear the same thing from science and math teachers who buy that textbook and so that's kind of that's that's the thing that the teachers don't feel like they're creative or able to to, to do those sort of things. 
So maybe there's some middle ground. You know, what I'm trying to say, we have to put them into very, yeah. very rigid, but we have to give them something, right. or they're, or they don't even have a curriculum. They're trying to figure. Out, I would say they're not even trying to develop a curriculum for the next day. They're trying to figure out what do I do to keep the kids busy the next day, and there's there really no end goal to see where you're trying to get at the end of the course. See, that's kind of what what I was going to mention is like that middle of the road because we my dissertation used. In what exactly what you're talking about, Marshall? Like teacher guiding questions. Here are these activities, and then here's the content that you're going to teach in it. So I had a curriculum guide and a full lesson plan, and um, the teachers that like three quarters of the teachers dropped out of the study, and we were like, oh, wow, Adam, we don't know what's going on. We've given you everything you said you wanted, and then so we did a follow up study, a qualitative one. Had the exact same thing happen, but we asked them questions and like uh, followed up with them each week. Like, how's it going? How's it going? And the teachers that, it's very similar to what you hear about case. The teachers that were like, yeah, it's really good, and but I know it works for my students, so I pick and choose. I'm going to use this part. Yes. I'm going to change this part. I'm not going to do this. But they, it gives you a starting point, yeah. and then you can, you know, kind of more, um, what's that word with fancy restaurants? A la carte? Yeah, 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 that one. Look I know it's you from, from Florida coming yeah, out with the classic. I know a la carte. For, I'm from New Mexico, and so you always get a, a green chili enchilada a la carte. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It's like only like two bucks. Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like when teachers can, when they feel that they have the autonomy to pick and choose from something like that, they it, they're a lot more successful as opposed to saying, "Here's everything you do, and you've got to accept the whole kit and caboodle." I give a big old amen to that. Because I think one thing we do with teachers that causes them to leave is I think supporting them is key, right? Like giving them awesome curriculum so they can go home and yeah. take a deep breath and enjoy their evening and not have the pressure of, cre- of literally being a curriculum writer. Yeah. yeah. But on the other end of that, we can also not respect their craft. Exactly. They're professionals. Yep. It ends up being a straitjacket where yeah. they, can't, they can't do what's, what they know is yeah. best for their students. It's like giving a painter... A brush and saying you need to make some paint and you need to build a canvas and then you need to get all that ready and then do some amazing painting but you know but but we're gonna draw the lines and you have to paint yeah, these exact colors exactly in this place and they're like well, screw this yeah, yeah. I'm, i can't do it but like you know if you were just to say like hey artist we we got you the best easel possible the best canvas you could ever want we got the highest quality paints delivered right here for you so you don't have to worry about it we have a person that'll help you wash off your brushes now you get to use all of those materials with your special yes. specialization yes. to make art out of this. Yep. So, so then, who's the we? Who who puts all of this together? That's right. And then, how much do do the schools have to pay for it? <laughs> yeah. And so that's one of the interesting things. So great segue when we look at the questions here that they pro- they provided. Um, John Safier. Here we got one. We got one. <laughs> but that was the big one. This yeah. is going to be the longest podcast we ever do. <laughs> well, you're going to be, this is, no, it isn't, because the rest of them are going to be fast. Okay. <laughs> um, Always judging. Podcast. We're supposed to talk. <laughs> Stop talking, Kate. It's a podcast. <laughs> um, Safier adds another one, and it says there is a curriculum that claims to be standards aligned. But then in this ed report analysis, it shows that it actually isn't standards aligned. So I think we get into this problem, like, who is the we? And unfortunately, the we is a money-making business. Mm -hmm. And you look at, like, Texas textbook adoption, and whatever Texas wants, instead of curriculum being like, how could we make better paint for the artist? It's like, we've got to fit this mold that meets these exact standards, 
And so it really gets to be interesting in terms of who is the provider. So Kentucky had a major problem with this when I was teaching. They had, like, the state came up with the standards, right, and the the standards in the curriculum, and um, that's what we used to teach. And then uh, you compared that to the ACT, and they overlapped by something like 16%. And so if a student was going to pass their standardized tests for the state and do well for teacher accountability, they were going to not be able to get any scholarships and, and possibly not be able to be admitted to college. So, And then vice versa, if you were getting them ready for college, they were not going to do anything for teacher accountability. One of the approaches that I, in being reflective, really liked uh, that Iowa did for a while, there were some cohorts of, of teachers that were looking for graduate student uh, credits and workshops and all those kind of things. And so they got together, spent the summers developing these curriculum, and then they would share them across the entire state. And one, I liked the fact that it was... It was local. It was related to what needed to be taught in Iowa. But it was this cohort group of ag teachers that really started to develop those strong relationships. And they were the ones that stuck out the entire uh, their entire careers and, um, and got to know one another and, and really had some close relationships through that entire career. And we've really gotten away from that. Yeah. Okay, so the next couple chunks... So the first one was there isn't, there isn't a curriculum. The next three are there used to be a curriculum, and it might be around here somewhere, mm-hmm. right? So this idea of you start your new program and you've got these books everywhere and trying to figure them out. So when I was teaching in Illinois, even though there was a, there was a state curriculum in Illinois that was all printed off at the time, and they did a survey of, of Illinois ag teachers, and they asked them what their most common use <clears throat> for the state ag curriculum was. Um, like number one and number two was to press leaves and to be a, a doorstop because mm. they so they had them. They actually put the leaves in there to, to do it. They weren't using it. so that's what, that what's led when Illinois really re-upped and revamped their their mm. state curriculum. But it's, I think it's it's around somewhere. We had one. We don't know where it is. We're using it to yeah. to prop up a desk in the back. Absolutely. The next one is there is one, but nobody teaches it, which. You know, it's interesting, depending in, in each state. In North Carolina, you do have a subject test you have to pass when you finish ag, um, any class. So that's different. You know, Oklahoma didn't have an end-of-course exam. And then the next one is, there is one, but people teach what they want out of it, making students' experiences inconsistent. So for me, those first two, it's like, there is one, but no one pays attention to it. I think sometimes in ag, because we are an elective, we get some freedom, and yeah. that allows us for that to happen. And we sometimes don't have uh, any kind of accountability test. Yeah. So, yeah. The third one, though, this idea of there is one, but people teach what they want, making students' experiences inconsistent. Being that we're not in the, like, maths or the sciences or ELA, I, I, I like that teachers have the ability to, to pick and choose and create the art that they're going to create. I think ag is so different everywhere. So I don't know, that one for me, the idea that, Teachers don't stick to the curriculum. That's the one that I feel a little like, like respect the ag teacher's ability to make those choices. Yeah. I also think you sometimes get into that depending on the teacher prep program that they've gone to. Because, I mean, I every once in a while run into someone who's like, I didn't even know we had one before I went and, and taught, like got in the classroom. And so that sometimes I think ends up being problematic if they're not taught in their 
whatever their teacher prep program is, here is how you find a curriculum framework and here is how to use it Mm. as a teacher so you don't a like have no clue what it is Mm -hmm. because i think that's sometimes what happens when it gets ignored it's like they didn't even know it exists or where to find it what to do with it yeah the next one says there is a curriculum right so like you've got your textbooks and they're there and whatever that is but there are no common assessments that's huge well that goes back to what you're talking about is if there if there's no assessment they're not all trying to do the same thing they're just kind of all over the place and so that's that's a, a, some would say that's a challenge. Some some might celebrate that <laughs> that that there yeah. there is no assessment to, to anything. We're we're living that in Florida right now. That a lot of the counties have developed in a course testing, and and the ones that have been most successful have been where they brought teachers together to have teachers help collectively. Let's agree upon where we want to go with this, and they've developed mm-hmm. those, those assessments to do that. That one is so tough. I feel like because. Assessments turn so quickly into state accountability. But I think if you just go to the basic principle of teaching is what do you want them to learn? And how do you know they learned it? Mm -hmm. And I think you can't answer that without an assessment. And if you are not asking what do I want them to learn and how do I know they learned it, then you aren't reflecting. It's, you know, it's like it's being in a profession where you never examine if what you do is working. So I think that's a key. And, like our pellets, kind of. Right. We just bit. keep de- producing this stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> we got Facebook analytics, baby. That's <laughs> right. But, you know, the challenge there is AFNR, I have found. It's a standards problem. AFNR is so broad. It's so sweeping. It's more conceptual. It's not a specific scope and sequence. I have not really seen anyone besides, you know, just kind of reference it. Like, oh, I referenced that. But, you know, I think our standards, the F and R standards, I find them so broad sweeping and, and, and general. Yeah, you can fit them in anywhere. Kind yeah. Of. It's just like every time you build something, you just pick the one that's closest and stick it on it. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and and I don't know, sometimes there's some judgment associated with some of these, right? Like there is no common assessment. I mean, I understand why teachers might not want to, like, push for that right every any piece of data that's collected ends up getting used mm. you know what i mean and, and if it's not it's if it's not collected nobody can can then hold you accountable mm. not saying that you're not doing a great job but you can do a great job without right. being held accountable and so you know you're just i could see why teachers wouldn't necessarily be the people to say we want this to happen well and that sometimes there's the, either it happens or there's a fear that that information that is collected is going to be used improperly it's exactly it's all I mean. about let's not have let's not have a common assessment so we all kind of know where we want this course to go oh my my teacher bonus or my pay is going to be based off of this so i want to make sure that yeah that you know we're we're not pushing as hard as we should mm. The next one we talked about a little bit. The curriculum, quote unquote, is a set of textbooks. Yeah. I think we see that a lot. And, um, you know, that, that gets tricky. And even, you, you know, you have a teacher book. It's like, right. yeah, but that just has the answers in it. And some neat little tips and questions. Um, Man, I don't think that, I mean, I would have a hard time thinking that students love programs where, <laughs> where it's like, okay, this unit one is chapter one, unit two is chapter two. Yeah. yeah. The next one is the curriculum has neat activities, but no focus on student learning. We're going to make ice cream. Yeah. Here's the ice cream sheet. Yep. You know, and in some element, it's nice that they have that. I think that's a part of a good curriculum. Not having to create the ice cream 
to-do list. You know, that's really yeah. nice. Um, but sometimes the curriculum is just an activity book. Yeah. So our curriculum framework in Arkansas, we, ch- we ch- changed these maybe a couple of years ago. We're in like a rolling thing right now. And um, they have the standards and what students, like under those, there's quality indicators. Here's what students should know. And then by, beside each of those is recommended or suggested activities. Mm-hmm. To give you a, a hint for like, if you have no clue or don't know what would be helpful to your students, here are three things that would help them meet this quality indicator. Not saying you have to go that way, but it's real. It, they're really aligned. I think it's a great way to do, mm-hmm. like to give them that flexibility. But also if you're like, I don't know, you've got the options. Yeah, the last one is, yeah, the last one is there is a curriculum, but it doesn't match the standards that teachers are responsible for. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a big struggle for us, not because we ignore the standards, but because our standards nationally are so convoluted. And we've got this AFNR thing, and then we try to crosswalk those to a state thing, and then then there's really not accountability for it. Yeah, Common Career and Technical Core and Common Core and NGSS and... There's a lot of crosswalking going on. And then they change, right? Like, yeah. you just get one figured out, the next one changes. But I do know that the standards that exist, right? Like, so in Texas, the standards that exist, all the textbook companies then are chasing those standards because they're trying to win that mm-hmm. business. They're trying to be the adopted textbook. So when you establish the standards, you automatically um, start the process of what the curriculum will be. And I think I don't always think about that. Like when you stamp in, in stone the, the standards, then all the curriculum companies start trying to win your business. And, you know, that brings a unique dynamic, I think, to yeah. how that works. Um, you know, it, this all makes me think, too, about how important it is to help teachers in this area. We've done some research with um, what roles do you like to play? And there's... Being a coach, right? Helping a kid set goals and improve. There's being a facilitator, getting to know a kid, drawing them in, getting to know what they care about. There's being an evaluator or a standard setter, which is giving someone feedback on what they've done so they know how they did. But the fourth one is being an expert, like providing expert advice and expertise in the right time in a classroom. And our research has shown that ag teachers, they very rarely choose that as their preference And they'll say the reason why is I don't want to be a lecturer. I don't want to be boring. I don't, I'm uncomfortable. Why would I want, why would I choose as a preference what I'm most uncomfortable in? And so it's not that they don't want to be an expert. It's that that's their area of lack that they're not comfortable. And so you're not going to naturally walk into something you're not comfortable with. And so that just, I think, We've, I think we've got to focus more on curriculum and supporting ag teachers. Yeah. Um, I just think ag education, we have a, an interesting history with, in our teacher prep programs, we learned to write our lesson plans. And I think we're setting up a lot of work for teachers. And, and we've got to find that sweet spot to where we can still have a local program, whether it's local control, that local flavor of, of the ag, ag and natural resources in there. But we have to do this to support our teachers, especially we talk a lot about supporting these, these early, early mm-hmm. career teachers. And, you know, Ed Osborne in Florida has gone around the last couple of years and meets with t- teachers of one to three years experience and brings them to small groups. And every single one of those groups, he come back and says, those teachers are saying, I don't know what to teach. And, and they're just like, I'm spending all my time trying to go to, to Google or find something to, to, to find that resource. And so we're finally saying, you know, 
even though there's not a state-approved curriculum, we're starting to develop curriculum we can share with our teachers to say, here is at least a place. It's not the thing to do, but it's a place to start to support those first-year teachers. And then make it your own as you, as you build your toolbox. So, you know, don't use that piece. Use your own thing. But you have to do that to support those new teachers, I think. It's so interesting. I'm going to read this one thing off the, um, this report. A 2016 RAND survey revealed that almost half of all the teachers surveyed and two-thirds of high school teachers create their own lessons, and almost half of them spend at least four hours a week doing so. Oh, I'd say that's an underestimation. I know. I, yeah. I must have not been very good. Maybe we were just too young. Like We would get right. there when we were old and crotchety. Like, it says... Consequently, students encounter a vast array of content of varying quality in their schools. The next section provides a brief survey of that curriculum. So they're basically saying it ju- there's no concerted effort and there's no quality and there's no support because everyone's just trying to stay alive. Mm-hmm. I think Ag Ed, this is really looking at math and science and English. Mm-hmm. I think for Ag Ed, we even have some, uh, a unique compounding of that problem just because of the nature of our and discipline. People have tried to solve that problem. Like cases out there, and it's real high quality, and it will cost you quite a bit. Um, and we had what was that like CEV a long time mm. ago, right? I think that's what it was called. You got like a bunch of CDs, yeah. But I mean, even that, I think, I mean, I should probably hold my tongue, but right, is it good curriculum? Is and, and you know, well, I, I haven't yeah, seen right. it in a while, I haven't assessed it, so mm-hmm. you know, you have to ask yourself, is yeah. the product good? Yeah. I mean, it's there, but I don't know if it. I don't know if any of them solves all the problem, but then you think like, yeah, we should solve this. And you think like, well, how mm. people are already attempting to do it. I just don't know if there's like a, the, a, like a, a, a total solution. Cause what I would say right now is if you're a teacher listening to this and thinking, yeah, that's me. I have no idea what to teach tomorrow. Um, if you're wanting, I mean, there are places I would go, go, uh, add yourself to the Dropbox of the Agate discussion lab, because it is full of resources that are divided by, uh, topic area like and you can find lesson plans and syllabi and all the curriculum stuff but it's not quality control so you really have to be able to evaluate same thing with like Glenrose and Georgia you know and they're out there but sometimes it takes more longer to look than it is just to right. develop something on your own and I think that's the evidence of what occurs when you don't not when you have not done a great job solidifying standards and building high-quality curriculum. You know, you start to have this sporadic development. Yeah. Well, this report um, is really helpful in just making me think about um, liter- you know, how we build curriculum in ag education. And so, you know, as we look at ag teachers, what are you thinking right now? Number one, there's these two elements of teaching. Number one is, what do you teach? And then number two, how do you teach it? And those two things are highly integrated and cannot be ripped apart. They've got to be kept together. And so as we think about curriculum, um, I think a reformation of curriculum design would really be helpful in Ag Ed, especially in, the fact, in light of the fact that our teachers are no longer coming from farms with the experience that they once did. Right. And so I think it's an important conversation. And teachers, you're the ones that drive this. So... We can clang a symbol all we want and it does nothing. You can ask for curriculum or you can ask for what you need or want. And, and you make those decisions. You vote by what you choose to use. And so however we could help support that or, or help you in any way or be involved in curriculum projects, we're excited to do it. 
Hopefully you are not planning a lesson plan right this minute. (laughs) Um, But we appreciate you listening in. Obviously, we love the work you guys do. It is a hard job, especially when you are tasked with creating your curriculum. All right. We'll catch you next time. This was all for this critical conversation. We're out. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Please visit our webpage for more information on this topic and to learn more about all of our guests. Be sure to follow Owl Pellets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It'd also be great for you to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, we ask that you please take a moment and comment on our podcast so others can find it as well. So for Kate, Marshall, and Mike, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellet saying thank you, and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers.